Hi, so today we're gonna to talk a little bit about a, um, we, we would talk about this in a second, but we maybe would call it a rule uh, with the words I can't that we, um, that we talk about with our clients in session. And uh, basically it, it goes something like this. I, I am not really big on rules. Um, I wouldn't say that you are either. We're, we're not really iron-fisted therapists, but we do have, um, I have two rules in my office with my clients. And one would be that, of course, we behave Safely. I mean, I don't want, I've never had a problem with this, but I don't want people, you know, jumping out a window or, you know, punching their spouse who they're upset with or something like that. Um, that never had an issue with that. That's good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the other is a little bit more niche. And by the way, uh, my clients don't, they often do not like this rule, but it's an important one. And that's part of why we're, we want to talk about it. But it's this is that we are going to keep the words I can't. We're going to reserve those for things that you are physically and anatomically incapable of doing. And, and, and by the way, this rule applies to me, too. So it's not just for my clients, but it's for me, too. I, I'm going to, uh, you know, take on that responsibility of I'm not going to use the words I can't unless I'm physically and anatomically incapable of doing something. So if somebody says I can't be in two places at one time. Fair enough. You are physically and anatomically incapable of doing that. If somebody or, says... Or flying off the building? Yeah. Or flapping your arms off the building? Flap your arms, fly to Mars, whatever, you know. Yeah, um, swim, swim to Morocco? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's yeah, your that's, example. That's a story for another time. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, you know, then you say, oh, I can't focus. This is simply not true. Um, you are physically and anatomically capable of focusing. Um, I mean, you just strung together a sentence, which means that involves some level of focus and so uh, we either need to be a lot more specific or we need to watch our language here now but I I'm, I'm aware as we're talking about this as a rule it can feel a little iron-fisted so can you talk a little bit about this you know me very well I don't like the word rule I would say it's more of like a, a guideline and I come to an agreement with my clients uh, during the first session during the informed consent that you're allowed to say it I'm not the boss of you but I will gently with kindness and respect confront you um, so yeah, yeah. So it's it's almost it's more like a boundary for us. It's a so boundary. We're yeah. saying if the words I can't are spoken in a, a, a session, and it's not because you're physically and anatomically incapable, we're going to. Yeah. This is what we're going to yeah. do. We you, will alert you yeah. to the fact. You do yeah. you, and here's what I'm going to do as a response. Okay. Now, um, could you talk a little bit about why? I mean, why out of all the things that somebody could say in a session, why have we chosen to pick on on these two words? I can't. Well, one of the reasons I really don't like it, and this is what I explain to my clients, is that it, everything kind of comes down to mutual respect, that you should say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm. Um, and I can't is kind of a cop-out. Okay, yeah. The, I mean, to me, it seems that there is some relation to responsibility. Like if I, I mean, I can't be expected to be in two places at once because I, I actually can't. But if I say I can't focus, one of the things I'm, Potentially, I'm not saying that somebody would be doing this consciously, but I'm potentially saying uh, I'm not responsible for focusing. I cannot be expected to to focus. Um, it's also really disrespectful to self because you're saying, like, you remove all the possible opportunities for movement for yourself yes. and, and for change. All the doors are closed, and therefore they're closed to others too. So then, it, again, it goes back to mutual respect. Yeah, and well, can and can you talk a little bit about uh, kind of subtle self discouragement that sits nested inside of I can't, such as. 
Well, you know, I mean, if you say that you can't do, in other words, maybe I wouldn't want to talk to my child, you know, pointing out how incapable they are. I wouldn't want to tell my friends how incapable they are. But then if I'm constantly telling myself, well, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm essentially discouraging myself. Uh, I'm limiting my sense of, uh, you know, in, in, in a sense, just what you said, you know, I'm limiting my sense of what actually is a possibility for me, um, which, as you can imagine, within the context of therapy is, I mean, this is pretty important. We always want people to be hopeful. We want them to be encouraged rather than discouraged about the possibility of positive change and, um, you know, getting better in a in a better way. And sometimes that's what I actually use. I can't as like a, I'm not going to say backhanded encouragement, but it is encouragement where it's like, okay, like I'm going to pause you. Like, you mean you won't or you don't want to? Yeah. Like you don't want to. Like this is an opportunity for self-respect. This is your self-respect. It's purposeful. It's a self-respect coming up saying, here's my boundary and I, I don't accept this. I don't want to do it. Okay. Yeah. So there's almost a, a an empowerment piece mm-hmm. here too, where to give somebody the the power to say, uh, I don't want to do that, as opposed to I can't, uh, which kind of skirts around their own will. You know, it invites them to actually. And, and one thing we probably should make clear as well is that we also make very clear to our clients that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you have to or that you should. Um, you can see clients visibly relax when you say that too. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. I remember one time I was teaching in a conference and I was sharing about this rule and I said, and by the way, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you have to. And there was this audible like, oh, among <laughs> everybody in the, in the, you know, all the participants in this workshop, I didn't really expect that to be particularly impactful, but that really hit them that, oh my gosh, I actually had the freedom that I, I can be capable of doing something and choose not to. That and also maybe I'm getting in the weeds here, but like I also use it as an opportunity for people to ask for help with my recovering people pleasers where it's like, is it you can't or you're scared to? Because that's a beautiful opportunity to ask for help. Okay, yeah. yeah. And well, and let's do this because this is such a good point that you're bringing up that uh, it's also important that we don't just abandon our clients to... <laughs> Uh, you know, figure out on their own what language they're, if, you know, if we're going to kind of set a boundary around this little bit of language, it's also, you know, I, I don't know what you do, but I work really hard to give my clients some other options other than saying I can't. So what other, uh, so one would be, I'm scared too. What, what other kinds of things might a client be I'm able to say? S- I'm scared too. I can't yet. Um, okay. Like I don't know how to, or I'm, yeah. I'm scared too. Um, I always do this, like, it's called positive what-ifs, where it's like, I can't, and what if I can? So that way it's not like they're having to stop saying a thing that they've always said. This is sort of like a harm reduction model, like, well, what's okay. like a tiny movement you can do? And that's, keep saying I can't, and what if I can? Like, let it be a possibility that you can, out of respect for self and others. Yeah, those are those are really great. Um, I guess maybe a couple other ones that I would add that I, I've seen be helpful um, I mean, I don't want to is, want is to. one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, another is um, it's really uncomfortable or difficult for me. Stupid. Or I can't do it with the same level of ease as other people. <laughs> and that is really frustrating to me. And see, now what we're doing, I, it offers me another opportunity to be empathetic. Let's say to the neurodivergent individual who does 
have a harder time focusing. I'm certainly not saying, oh, you can do it. You know, like, I mean, these are really real things. But to say, oh, and you can, you don't have to discourage yourself, but we can acknowledge that, you, okay, you can't focus in the same way that everybody else does. And that is tough. And now talk to me about how that is tough. Um, but we've just gotten rid of some discouraging language. We've gotten rid of the potential. And again, not that clients would be doing this consciously, but the potential that perhaps they are abdicating responsibility for themselves or, or a difficult or, or uncomfortable action. Absolutely. So, anything else we would maybe add to this? Uh, what about like catching yourself? Oh well, okay. And honestly, we should probably do a, a whole thing on catching yourself. But, <laughs> but let's get no, let's get the quick version because I think this is so important. So when we get to like the reorientation phase, like I like to ask clients to catch themselves and just stop and think. Like, is it do I just not want to do it? Am I too afraid to try, or does it seem too hard or too unpleasant? And then you were going to add something to that. Well, yeah, I think. I, you know, I'm reminded of what Kurt Adler said, um, that one of the best things that we can do for our clients is just to let them know what they're up to. And so I talk a lot with my clients about just, uh, you know, to use your term, just catch yourself. And then it, you don't even have to you do have to anything. Do anything. Yeah. You don't even have to knock it off or do something else or, you know, or I, I do this a lot with clients. I say, I don't want you wrist slapping. I don't want you getting upset with yourself or putting yourself down. <laughs> I just want you to let yourself know what you're up to. One of the things that keeps people, this is maybe a quick aside, but in my observation, one of the things that keeps people in dysfunctional patterns is that rather than experiencing them for what they are, we do this very clever thing, and, and I really do mean clever, is that we drape dysfunction in a kind of a shroud of virtue and sort of like guilt yeah very much like <laughs> well and, and say more because that's such a good point well when you do something wrong and i'm gonna put that in quotes because black and white thinking here but um sometimes it's easier to say i i feel bad that i did it but then that absolves you of any movement of doing anything different as a solution yeah but i feel bad about it so I, I did a bad thing, but I'm a good person yeah, because good I feel person. terrible. I, I feel about so it. bad about yeah. it. So let let me off the hook. Yeah, which is basically what I can is let me off the hook. Yeah, and so then, and then it's not then we're not caring so much for our clients in an optimal way because we've and again maybe this makes it sound like a client is you know malicious or you know act a bad faith actor and I don't mean that in any way. But it's like we play along with the mistaken game that they're engaged in. Yeah. Um, and so all we have to do, you know, is we just have to listen for the words I can't. And as soon as they come out, we just say, oh, uh, real, real quick, can we press pause? And you're telling me that you can't do this. Let's think back. I mean, could it be something else other mm -hmm. than I can't? So, again, it doesn't have to be real hostile or, oh, no. you know, or wrist slappy. Or I literally like smile like a Cheshire cat, and they're like, oh, no, what is, <laughs> what is it? And I'm like, well, it's time for me to call you out. You just said I can't. Is it really I can't? Because with respect, if it is, like you literally can't, then okay. But yeah. is it really you just don't want to? Is it really you're just afraid to have the courage to be imperfect? Yeah. Like, is that is that really what what it is? Which is okay because same. I'm not a robot. I'm a human. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, uh, I don't... There's this quote that I think was... Oh, well, really share good. this, please. I'm pretty sure it's Adler. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some comments if it's not. It <laughs> 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 uh, says, uh, you got to be willing to admit I'm no angel, that I am no superhuman, that I make mistakes, and I have faults. So that's the argument against I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's really nice. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's maybe it for today, and we'll have other things to share another time. Did you not vote? So, I, you know what? I did vote, but I didn't get a sticker, and so I'm a little concerned that my vote's not going to count. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, I couldn't post about it on the gram, you know? It doesn't count if it's not on the gram. It doesn't count. So, we'll cross our fingers for, uh, for <laughs> that going through. <laughs> Boy, this is really coming apart. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>